Are you Mandalorian? I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy. Like my father before me. Three men and a baby Yoda podcast. Matthew, Dylan, Callan. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the 15th episode of the Three Men and a Baby Yoda podcast. It's good to be back in the host chair. Thank you very much to Dylan and Callan for a stellar job last week. Joining me as always, how are you, Dick Allen? I'm um, good, mate. It's uh, pretty happy to not be in the, uh, the co-host chair with Dill. Last week was great, but let's not make it a regular occurrence, mate. <laughs> Dill, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. Um, look, I, I'd have to agree. I think we definitely missed you, Matt, as much as we talked a bit of shit. Um, mm. no, it's good to have the, the three musketeers back, the three Star Wars tragics. But um, mm. how are you doing, man? That's, that's the next question. How do you feel? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I uh, I enjoyed the week off. Uh, it was interesting, like, to not – well, I, I guess the, the reason I stemmed my week off was my wife was like – we were halfway through a good movie and she got the shits that I had to, we had to stop the movie halfway through mm-hmm. and obviously we were podcasting. And then um, – so I said, oh, look, oh, I'm, I'm going to have, have a week off. Callan's, Callan and Dylan are going to run the show and uh, – and yeah, so it was it was it was weird and funny not to not to be a part of it, and I was obviously thinking about what was happening, and then <laughs> couldn't wait to hear it afterwards. And uh, no, that was it was good fun, and uh, you know I still have to edit it and and and, and post everything still. But, uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about how you let's talk about how I don't even think Cal we finished probably maybe two minutes later, and Matt's already quoting some of the the shit talk back to us. Yeah, because the download goes straight to him. So yeah, it, it was does, um, it the it was funny not having the fact checker like yeah. your your knowledge of Star Wars is obviously immense and um, we were just like ah we'll roll through it I think one of the things we got wrong like four times in a row we just went oh well we'll <laughs> fix it in post <laughs> yeah well, it's kind of hard to fix it is in it, post is it even possible really inserting myself into the podcast but <laughs> yes you did you didn't I did find the value of me anchoring sort of the uh getting us back on track when you go on tangents of uh Trandoshans or Dexter <laughs> Jetsters or Rancor Origins but uh oh, there was no, a few no. tangents there was a few enjoy it I, th- I, I think we did well deal this pat's on back like don't pat's, worry about yeah, it um, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I enjoyed it. It was, it was, it was good fun. But uh, I do enjoy the Holy Trinity, as I, I'd like to call us, the three of us all together. Yeah, it's good to have you back. It's good to have you back. Now it's good to be back, and uh, I'm, I'm having so much fun with this podcast. Like, um, I've upgraded my mic, and then I, I actually made Dylan buy my <laughs> mic. Like, oh, he, he was like, "Oh, I'm going to upgrade mine too." I was like, "Do you want to buy mine?" He's like, "Okay." <laughs> and so uh, Dylan came over on Friday, and we uh, we watched the episode together. And then, uh, and then I, we were going through some, uh, some house cleaning and we had some pest control in and Dylan, like a champion that he is helped out afterwards. So, uh, I put him, uh, put him, put him to work and he's my work experience kid on Friday night. <laughs> let, let it be known that it, I got home probably about two and a half hours later than I should have Friday night, but you know what? 
for a good cause. So it wasn't. No, it, was, it, it wasn't was two and a half hours of clamp. We actually watched <laughs> the Bad Batch and then yeah. uh, for a bit, and then I was yeah. like, "Do you want to just give us a hand for a few minutes?" And there was four of us here trying to get rapidly put everything back into the kitchen. So uh, that's what, it was heaps Dylan. quicker than it was heaps quicker than I thought it would be. To be fair, with how much everything was just split. So for everyone's knowledge, think of this like uh, I don't know, like a in Aladdin or something where you got all the mats sitting out in the marketplace and there's just shit sprayed everywhere. That's what it was like. That's, that's, that's how I see my kitchen is like, like Agrabah at night. Um, <laughs> and then, so yeah, we just had to reload everything. And uh, my wife saw one German cockroach and felt like the need, the whole house needed to be exterminated. So uh, <laughs> that was a very fun Friday. Uh, that was 10 hours of intense labor. And then, uh, we haven't seen a cockroach since, so uh, happy days. Mm. How was your uh, holiday, mate? You're the second Three Men and a Baby Yoda podcast to go to Port Douglas in the last month, Cal. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good trip. No, it was kidless. We didn't take the kids, which was great. Um, the in-laws minded them. We had uh, three nights up in Port Douglas. It was just great. It was fully paid for, which is great, even better. So um uh, it was. I won it through work a little while ago. But no, it was a great weekend. Flew back in today, and um, yeah, good to see the kids and get back into it. And you know, you can't sit around and do nothing for ages. So, no, three days was good. That's good, there, man. And Dylan, how's your week been? Uh, yeah, my week's been pretty good. I actually was pretty unwell midweek, um, sort of Tuesday, Wednesday, and a bit of Thursday. Um, I think it was just like a cold. Um, lost my voice and thank God I have it back now. But, uh, you know, I came good, came good Friday and, uh, went back into work, which was good. Watched the bad batch with you. And then the whole rest of the weekend has been pretty laid back. I haven't done a whole lot to be honest. Now it's been, it's been a pretty slow, slow Star Wars week across the board. Like it seems like, you know, I took, I took some time off. Steel took some time off. Corey and the Kessel Run boys. All the podcasters seem to have. Uh, I don't know for some reason this this was the week to take off because mm. it was very quiet during the week. And and I I rely on these podcasts or YouTubers to. Uh, they're, they're normally filming around six six a.m. live, so I'm usually feeding the bub. I, I get up at five, and, and then the bub needs about a feed about six. So I, this is what this is what gets me through my uh, my morning and gets my uh, knowledge and immense level of Star Wars at its at its optimum for, for our podcast and uh not nah, very, very, very quiet this week. Um it, we it wasn't even really anything out of um like other than Bad Batch, right? It, like there wasn't any real comments from anyone. There was nothing. I know, I know. I mean let's just touch base on the Moochie Rancor debate that seems to uh, have overflowed from last week. And you mean the shirt? Are you talking about the shirt I'm going to start? The Luke loves <laughs> Moochie. Yes, that or my shirt that says Java's allowed more than one Rancor. I think uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's another shirt. That's another possibility. Or they could have they could have been two. No, that 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 Rancor is our last hope. No, there is another. <laughs> so. Uh, Mate, the, the juice, the creative juices are just flowing. Um, you two are so lame. <laughs> I, wear lame. I love it though. I love it. No, I love it. So, if anyone out there is, uh, what, h- how much do you reckon we can get a couple shirts made? Let's get some testers made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure I can get some focus groups who will, who will say that what you just said and that that's that, that's a lame idea. So uh, we might yep. just park those. Sh- but I actually do have a funny, pretty Star Wars story from the weekend. Um, I 
as, you, as Dylan calls it, I've been a bit of a Star Wars Jawa looking mm. to buy. I've, I've been trawling the marketplace just for like Star Wars figurines and any any kind of Star Wars stuff that'll that'll fit my shelf because I'm trying to just trying to finish it out and just deck it out because it's got, got room everywhere. And uh, I've been haggling with kids trying to get pocket money and basically <laughs> just going all these garage online garage sales and just. Uh, and so I actually made contact with a guy who's heard of our podcast when I, when I went to meet him and it, he's uh, based in Terrigal, which is about 75 minutes away. Um, and he was selling his entire collection of stuff. Like he had like, I don't know, a hundred grand worth of toys and just wow. general stuff. He, he, he's like me on steroids and then more steroids. Um, <laughs> on Jawa Bruce. Oh, he, he, he had the full sand crawler. And um, so I, I said to my wife, oh, hey, I met this guy and he lives in Terrigal. Do you want to go town to our favorite restaurant in Terrigal for lunch on uh, Saturday and we can take Santa to the beach? And then I'll go to this guy's garage quickly for, for five minutes and uh, pick up some figurines. And she's like, um, okay, great. And uh, I met him, very cool guy, had his own podcast. It's uh, His podcast is The Crisp Connoisseur. So he's an English guy and he, uh, he rates crisps. Um, Nothing wrong so, with that. Uh, That's a good podcast. That is a good podcast. Is there and a bit of ASMR us? in there? Hey, pardon? <laughs> is there a bit of ASMR in his crisp rating? The crunching. The crunching? <laughs> <laughs> don't know. Don't know. He, he's, he's yet to get it off the ground, but he's done the video intro. So uh, oh. it's he's a pretty funny guy and uh, he had a giant <laughs> – his whole back was decked out in stuff. Like this guy is, I told you, he's, I, I thought I was like pretty full on Star Wars, but this guy was another level. Adam, Adam Foti from uh, Terrigal. He, uh, his whole back had Jabba's palace on it. Like I'm talking so sick. full color. We'll, we'll, we'll post it under the thing. I got his permission and I, I invited him onto the podcast in the future. So, uh, he will come as a guest. He's a lifelong Star Wars fan and uh, no, no, very cool guy. And, and he sold me, oh, I think about 15 or 16 1978 Kenner pieces that are now sitting. I've got Jabba's Palace located on my on my sh- final shelf that's fully clean, clean, cleared out. And uh, I think that I think we're done here for now. And Mustafa no, no, is impressive, very impressive. I'm just looking at that tattoo now. That's nuts. <laughs> when you say whole back, it's literally whole back. Yeah, it just seems like it's one of those tattoos where the more you look, the cooler it gets. It's insane. Yeah, it's really toy. Like, was he into all toys? Looks like uh, Matt. Did he have yeah, him? No, just real Star Wars. He. No, no he, had, he had everything. He's uh, he's got a lot on there. Um, so you do fi- you finished it. it up? Did you finish it off? Is his shelf done? It's 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 ninety ninety nine percent done. Like there's a few more. He 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 sold the Jabba with because someone else. Because this guy, I swear to God, this guy had like six to seven hundred figurines for sale. He's uh been hit hard by COVID, so he's just the you know this collection's just money that's being that could be better spent elsewhere. Hmm. And the vultures, including myself, were like just hitting up hitting him up and. He had like he had appointments throughout the whole day. People were coming over and just buying stuff like mental. And uh, luckily, I'd put aside about I put Max Rebo and the band and some Gamma Rean guards and all the bounty hunters. I got them, and um, but I wanted Jabba and Salacious Crumb to finish it off. And uh, I had 
like sort of semi dibs on it. And then some guy bought like, I don't know, two grand worth of shit wow. and wanted it and he couldn't really say no. So, uh, yeah, anyone's got a 1978, no, 1983 Jabba's Jabba, Jabba, Salacious Crumb and the sort of bed that Jabba sits on. I'm, I'm looking for it. <laughs> I'm sure someone will hit us up. I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm bidding on one in Facebook Marketplace too. So, uh, <laughs> the, 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 that's my final piece. I mean, I'm pretty happy with the collection now. Uh, as you saw the other day, my, uh, my Thrawn. Admiral, Grand Admiral mm. Imperial Badge arrived. Mm. I'm sure that's what stirred the uh, sideswipe thrown wannabe you, you hit me up with in the first two seconds of last week's pod. <laughs> it's a high chance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I, I did put it on and uh, all I need to do now is get a, you know, Grand Admiral white tunic and a, and a lizard and uh, and some blue <laughs> paint and uh, I'll just need to blow my, blow my, blow myself and... Uh, and I'm Thrawn. We've been asking for live action Thrawn, and I think we're going to get it. It's not going to be just Matt. My, it just might be Matt. <laughs> dress up. Matt on October 31, dressing up as Thrawn. <laughs> I reckon that's a good shot. We'll see. We'll see. So let's move on to the news this week. I mean, it's been pretty quiet. Like, they. I mean, it's quite. It's definitely been a quiet week when a comic book is the uh, the biggest biggest news. But I mean, it, it has caused a bit of a stir. Like, I remember looking on my uh, aggressive Twitter that uh, when it, when when it dropped, <laughs> and uh, you know, it got its own little hashtag War of the Bounty Hunters, and and this Charles Saul comic, um, you know, stirred up a lot of things. I mean, Dylan, you're a big Boba Fett fan, and uh, this is delving into the Boba Fett story and how. I mean, spoilers, Boba Fett's on his way to Jabba's palace and Han Solo goes missing. So, uh, I mean, what did you think? Yeah, well, I mean, I hadn't heard of it until you actually told me about it. But um, Mm -hmm. I think for me it was more of a, oh, so I guess we have a little bit of that backstory or the the filler, as Cal likes to say, he loves the details about things. So very interesting to hear that, I guess, for $4.99 US, we can – Get a comic that that tells that story, but um, without do do you want to mention the, I guess the big key point from the comic, Matt? No, I think I think it's important. I mean, look, I mean, we, I don't even know if it's available here in Australia, but mm. the big takeaway was that was that Kira was in it. Mm. Um, it's not a scoop; it's about, it's, everyone's talking about it. Yeah. But you know, she, she seems to have taken Han Solo off Boba Fett. And, you know, with, with the, they're saying, you know, there's a gap of one year in between Empire and Return of the Jedi. So I'm guessing, well, not guessing, it's obvious. Um, Boba Fett obviously gets him back and Jabba gets Han for his wall, mm. which is also reminds me, I also need a Han Solo and Carbonite figure if anyone's, if you know anyone. Um, <laughs> and then I'm complete. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's good to see. But I mean, I, I think the fact that we're seeing Kira – get some more storylines and everything. It, it, it shows that there may be potential for more stories later on. And yeah. short period of time though, right? So it's like they've, they're going, well, this is a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting area where one, a lot of fans still the old stuff. There's still a lot of fans that would love to see it. And then mm. they know that they've only got, a period of time when they can really get it done. So it's not going to be something they're going to have to do forever. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you've got a year yeah. to fit in a bunch of 
probably really a couple of main story arcs and then so isn't there three comics or something? Yeah, well, I mean, I actually think that the, the most, some of the most exciting unexplored, well, not unexplored, but in between Empire and Return of the Jedi, a lot happens that's, that is, they all, we've had release. I mean, Shadows of the Empire, you remember that came out probably 15, 16 years ago. Uh, got its own Nintendo 64 game, Dash oh. Render, Prince Caesar, all that. Um, no, that, that was a huge, not your time? I never, I've never heard of, heard of it. Don't you remember the, the Nintendo 64 game, though, Shadows of the Empire? No. It was the like, first in, in Nintendo 64. Fuck, I'm old. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, well, I, had, I had a 64, but I didn't have the game. My cousins probably did. Yeah. You know, that was the game where, you know, it starts off on Hoth and you and you put the the snow speeder, you clip, clip, yeah, clip, the, clip the, the, the toe cables, the agents, yeah. but then you, then you fight as Dash Render and the Outrider and everything. And because Shadows of the Empire came out and it's, just, and it's set between, in between Empire and um, Return of the Jedi. And, and you know, there's also this other stuff explained, like, you know, you want to see, you'd love to see Luke build the lightsaber, the green lightsaber, ignite the green, like, mm. and so, you know, you got this as well. I mean, and basically, en route to Jabba's palace, the the carbonite goes missing and a bounty's placed on Boba Fett and then, you know, the war of the bounty hunters begins. So there's a lot of detail and, you, can, you know, you can make a huge series about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, it, it, it's good quality and there's quality stuff. They're not trying to – It's everyone's keen on it. There's nothing in there that really will be like a oh, filler or it'll be pretty cool detail. Well, it's no, and I remember my, my, my two favorite books. I mean, I, I, I lent you one of them. Like the ta- oh, was it Tales from Jabba's Palace that I gave you like eight years ago or six years ago? Was it Tales of the Bounty Hunters? Is that me or who are you talking to? Alan. Me. Uh, did you book when we were in Greece? I think it was when we were in Greece. Uh, okay. I can't even remember, man. I can't remember what I did yesterday, so... It was Tales of Jabba. Tales. Oh, I'm actually I'm trying to find it now because I want to read it again. Um, given I bought all the figurines and I oh, the funny thing is, so the guy when I was buying them, I was like, because on Kenner they're pretty lazy, and then the the story with the toys was they came out before the movie, so Max Rebo obviously got his own name, but like a, a Quarren, which is the they call it Squid Man. And uh, I was like, oh, that's a quarantine. Like, I don't know what the fuck that is. It's a squid man. And then I'm like, oh, can I get Malakali? And he's like, well, who the fuck's that? I'm like, the Rancor keeper. The, the guy who keeps the Rancor. He's like, how the fuck do you know all the names? I'm like, how do, and I'm like, how do you not, given you have the toys? And uh, so, yeah, he's like, yeah. So I've never met anyone that knows the names so uniquely for all the things. I'm like, well, I read, I read that book, Tales from Jabba's Palace. And it, it goes deep into the law. And um, unfortunately, it's not canon, but it's still good reading. And if you, well, eventually, if you remember it, Callum, or you read it again, I'll, if, if I can find it, I'm going to read it and then I'll give it to you. Well, I would have given it back to you. No, you didn't give it back to me. I definitely, yeah. I definitely have it. So you, I gave it back. And then after that, you read Thrawn. So uh, that, uh, yes. that, that may have sparked your interest in reading Star Wars, Star Wars books. Yeah. You know me now, I'm more an audio book connoisseur. So. How I like to roll. Talking about um, Thrawn books, still, did you end up uh, getting any more done? Yeah, I've I've gotten about halfway into chapter one this week. I've actually 
moving aside from the throne book, because like I said, I haven't finished a whole much a lot more since last week. I've actually gotten back on the Rebels rewatch. So uh mm-hmm. yeah, everywhere we've got started. I'm doing too much at once. I'm trying to absorb too much, but at the same time, there's not enough. Um no, I'm I'm really, really, really excited to be watching Rebels again. Like I, I texted Matt earlier in the week, I restarted season two because I was already God, the last time I watched it, I can't even remember the thing. Uh, I remember getting past the first two episodes of season season um two, and then I, I texted Matt. What did I text you? Let's have a look. Um, uh, you were like, "This is so good. This is so <laughs> sick." No, what did I say? I want to say, uh, "Cover me for a sec, boys." Well, speaking of rewatches, I'm a, I am up to season four of Clone Wars. Not for the first time, for the, I don't know, not even want to say. But, <laughs> you know, because there's not a lot to do between 5 and 8 a.m. when after the kid gets asleep and I watch it with him and he just he's just sitting there looking at the screen. And season four, I'm watching it and it was a story of, of the Mon Calamari people and the, and the squid men, as they put it, in uh, 1978. And then there was the the 504, like the Ark Trooper arc on Umbara with uh, Pong Krell. And then there's the Zygerian slave trader arc. And I'm just at the end of every episode, I'm like, this is so good. Like, I mean, there's I am loving it. The sweet species on Clone Wars, eh? they, they they see a lot of the outer, like the species you don't, or you see in the movies, but you don't, if they don't ever talk. Mm. Clone Wars covers heaps of detail. I do enjoy it. I should go back and watch it. No, it's it's. I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving, it. and and it gets better and better. Like season four was great. Season five, oh, that's right. The end of season three with when Ahsoka gets lost and Anakin's going berserk, and in, and Plo Koon is so good in in Clone Wars. Like he's just so calm <laughs> and so boss Jedi man, and he's like, if Ahsoka's meant to come back, then you have done enough training for her, and she will come back. <laughs> And uh, I'm like, yeah. And then like, oh, it's so good. Like, and I'm just like, I like I'm there just like cheering end of episodes. And like, sometimes my wife comes out and she sees me like high, like fist bumping the screen. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. And uh, <laughs> I'm just cheering on a, on a cartoon from five years oh. ago. Sorry, 10 years ago, but it's so good. And I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. And Dylan, uh, sorry, Delia, tell us uh, how you're enjoying your your Rebels rewatch. No, so like I was saying, the first two episodes of season two were mental. Like, I remember so Siege of Siege of Lothal, and the the one key moment that uh, that got me was when Kanan's talking to Hera in the ship once they've just sort of formed uh, or they're starting to join this rebellion. And Kanan says, I've survived one war. I'm not ready for another. I saw what it did. And Hera says, to the Jedi. Kanan comes back and he says, to everyone. Oh, yeah. that hit hard. That hit Joy. hard. And um, yeah, and I guess in episode two was, oh, and obviously this is where we get introduced to Vader and Rebels. So they were, Kanan and Ezreal just know him as this Sith Lord and unstoppable monstrosity and Ahsoka's now in here and there, there was a, there was one of those moments in episode two where obviously Vader and Ahsoka are, are county, are, encounter each other through the dogfight where Vader's trying to shoot down the rebel ships and um and um there's the there's the bit where uh, Ahsoka and Kanan are, are trying to 
I guess, uh, force, do something with the force with um with uh, Vader and Vader taps into Ahsoka and says something like, uh, the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker lives. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was just so cool. I, 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 seeing Vader in this, um, in this, in this instance of the, uh, the show is just mental. Like he's, it just makes him more badass. Oh, it only gets better rebels. Yeah. I'm so keen. So, and then obviously I moved into the next couple episodes with, uh, where we, where we meet Rex and, and, uh, their Walker, which was pretty cool. Well, I do, I do have a, well, Thrawn, you're going to get stuck on Rebels. Maybe just try to focus on one. Mm. But the Thrawn books are interesting. I actually found out, speaking to my dad, Matt, I needed your guidance. The So the Thrawn books, Chaos Rising, so is based. Reading. Yeah, so I, I think there's, so there's Thrawn Ascendancy, Matt, yep. there's two of those. Yeah. And then Chaos Rising is the third is a different group of books. Yeah, is that I think correct? Yeah, I think I, I am. Oh, look, I, my, my, I'm, 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 I'm a bit like now. I've just started, started to read less and less books, and yeah. uh, I, need, I, I, I've got all I know is I've got the second book, and it's, it's. So my book is the one that with Anakin and uh, and Thrawn on the cover, and. Uh, See, this is, this is where I'm a bit confused. Like, I don't know where I should have started. I think, yeah, I think the ascendancy is where he goes through all the ranks. That that's the one I've read, and I've right. I've started. Chaos Rising is like, no, no, okay. There's Thrawn, Thrawn Alliances, and then Thrawn Treason, and then it's followed by a prequel series called the Ascendancy Trilogy. Oh wow, that actually sounds pretty good. Um, and the Thrawn Ascendancy Trilogy. It um, Thrawn Ascendancy Chaos Rising is the first one of that one. Yeah, so already, what, I did, Dylan, what I did, Dylan, I, I, I went, the, uh, I started reading the other two and then I've gone back to the prequel where you are. So that's what I was sort of getting. So, yeah, you're seeing way, you're seeing pre. Yeah, like this. From what I'm reading, that's fine. Right now, it's, it's, sounds good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. Mate, you are all over it. the place in the Star Wars timeline. You are at Rebels. You are at <laughs> you are at <laughs> prequel Thrawn, and uh, halfway mate, through Clone Wars. Halfway through Clone Wars, you know, you, you need to focus on uh, focus on Rebels, and then you'll be a Thrawn lover, and then you want to do the books. You know what we need to do? We need to celebrate that they actually finish one one piece of Star Wars content. I think so. I think so. And I, I can't believe we didn't watch some Rebels while you were here. Oh, we should have yeah. just done it. Yeah, why don't we do that? Instead, instead, instead of making you help oh. me. Stack my shells with uh, plates and cups and wine glasses. Um, we should have done that. But uh, let's move on to the current timeline, and that is in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope and the Bad Batch group. I mean, how how are we finding it, guys? I'll start with you, Cal. Yeah, it's, you know, you said it today. It's like it's not the level of... Mando or something that it's not like super hype Star Wars, like super, super hype, but it's, and I think we talk about being entitled, but it's, um, 
I'm still enjoying it. I'm trying not to be, I'm trying to be positive about it, not trying to be too naggy or anything. Um, because I do like seeing, you know, some of the little details like the Thorian, and I'm sure we'll go through the episode in a moment, but like that creature, which we just haven't, haven't seen that in ages. Um, little bits and pieces. So it's, um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it, but it's, I'm not trying to look into it too much. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's not going to save the Star Wars day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm actually like you, Cal, I've, I've stepped back with Bad Batch and just taken it for what it is. They're only short episodes and they can only fit so much without it being, um, being so intense. But I, I did quite enjoy this episode a little bit more than our past few. There are nice little drops that they've done for little bits and pieces, and I think seeing seeing somewhat a little bit of action has kept me kept me locked on. So that was good. But um, yeah, no, I overall thought it was a good movie, uh, good good episode. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's been interesting, like. It was never going to be sort of Mandalorian. I mean, I think live action just has another level that that animation just can't do. I mean, the animation is fantastic. I mean, yeah, I think I remember saying to you that it just looks, it almost looks like 3D animation. Mm. It's that good. And it's it's great to have new content every week. It just doesn't seem to be the heavy hitting. It's It's been a real slow burn. Like it started yeah, off. It doesn't feel like a main storyline, like a super main storyline, right? Mm. And like, I mean, it started off with a giant bang, like, you know, t- you know, hundred minutes in the first two episodes, heaps big stuff. And then the last three have sort of been, it's almost like video game, complete a mission, get something. They're, they're practically this. just mercenaries now, really. Mm. And, and we'll, we'll get into that in the episode. Like, I mean, let's, let, let, I mean, let's get into it straight away. And like you said, that they're they're pretty much mercenary slash bounty hunters. Like, mm-hmm. it starts off, you know, it's good to see Omega learning the, you know, the weapon that she had from the trailer. And the funny that thing is, cool. like, one thing I noticed was they're still, t- you know, she's not a pro immediately. She's learning, and she's making mistakes. But you know, this whole is she someone who like absorbs skill or force sensitive? Well, it's keeping you guessing because she mm-hmm. wasn't, she was pretty, she was pretty hopeless at it. She got well, yeah. three out of 12. So if she was force sensitive or, um, you know, like Ray, like, you know, she would adapt really quickly, but so they're kind of keeping you guessing on that front. I like that. Mm. Mm. And then Sid's sort of like, I've got a job for you. And they're like, Oh, we're not sure if we want the job. And Sid's like, you'll take the job. Okay. You get no money. Got no options. You'll take the job. You're you're doing this, and then like, oh, I guess we, I guess we are. So you're right. They, they, they seem like mercenaries and or bounty hunters now, and you know that they sort of need to jump around the place. And I thought it was, you know, it was good. A little bit of the Star Wars feels. We get to see Han Solo's home planet of Corellia, which uh, we haven't seen since Solo. What we thoughts there, Mm. guys? Okay. Yeah, uh, the the going back half a step, the um, when Sid was in there, super um, sus as on Sid, but I think that's what they want us to feel. And um, when the moment she said going to Corelli, I was like, sweet, because that that's actually out of a bunch of games as well, which I played, and um, it's a really main city, obviously, and 
it's it's a super cool city. Um, so I, I enjoyed that. I, I sometimes they coded roof super random planets that I haven't heard of. Matt probably heard of them. Knows him probably got them tattooed on himself. But the oh yeah, I, I like that the fact that they go back to Corelli because it's something you know we we remember. I look familiar. Mm. No tattoos, just to be honest. Just uh, uh, the only person on this podcast that doesn't have a tattoo, so uh, I'm just going to put that out there. But, yes, I did enjoy that we are going to Corellia, and I also love from last week that we went to Ord Mantel because it was mentioned in Empire Strikes Back and we'd never seen it before. <laughs> Moving on. There we go. What I liked about Corellia as well, I mean, I don't know. The funny thing was Corellia was over to, overrun by – the Empire, sort of like they were the best shipbuilders and the Empire just went, right, you're going to build all our Star Destroyers. And it's sort of like already in action immediately. They're sort of, you know, you, you get in there and you see this droid smelting plant and they're just taking it apart immediately. Um, and, yeah, waste no time. The Empire's already taking the place down. I guess we saw some people we hadn't seen or – did you think we were going to see the Martez sisters again? Was that a bit of a shock? It took a while for me to realise who they were. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. I was like, I, it, I was trying to remember. And then um, because they were dressed in those outfits and and Omega, I did love Omega Run with the team and like part of the team. I thought that was pretty sweet. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that was a cool little – I think that that's where like – I thought it was a better episode than last week. Starting to ramp up, and you know, now we're on the way to something. Um, yeah. That was cool. No, I thought they were a really good conduit. From I mean, the the problem was last time was we knew that we were getting set twelve episodes of season seven of the Clone Wars that hadn't been out for I don't know seven or eight years that people were desperately waiting for, hungry for, frothing for. So when they got four episodes of Bad Batch to start off with. They thought well, that's okay. And then people were really unhappy with the Martez sister arc that were four in the middle because, you know, that's a third of the Clone War season seven that we've been waiting so long for. And then the last four episodes were just insanely amazing. So the sisters copped a lot of flack because they were like, I think, you know, if it had just been in four episodes in in a hundred of just, the general population episodes, I don't think they would have copped as much uh, criticism as they did, but because people were so big on the entitlement, big on the expectations, they were unhappy that they lost, a th- you know, a third of their season there. So I thought it was good to see them come back and they sort of had more of a purpose this time around. Like mm-hmm. they're not just being squeezed into into a season. They, they have like why? I mean, who are they working for? Why are they there? And they actually played a pretty good role this time. Indeed. I think it was interesting when we're sitting there, Matt, and me probably not that far into Clone Wars. I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I, I know who these these two are. And Matt's like, do you know who they are? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, they're the Martez sisters. And I'm like, oh, okay, no, I've heard of them now. But um, <laughs> you're just like the whole fandom's probably thinking, oh, God. Um, I know. I know my brother, he was just like, oh, I hate those girls. <laughs> last year, last June, season seven, uh, I haven't checked in with him on uh, on this week. Um, I'll be sure to do so. But I think he will uh, – I thought they were pretty good this time around. They they, they they served a better purpose. So yeah. 
Mm, and I mean, one thing that this show needs to do is they need to get on with this whole Wrecker storyline. Like, if it's going to be every episode, he just bumps his head and like, come on, like seriously. Next get, I get have on, a feeling it's next it. episode. I have a feeling There's a lot it's more next of a lot more of that uh, inhibited chip. Like the, when you heard the words this time, but well, yeah, it was, Cross, it was you like heard Crosshair say it to him this time. So for anyone who isn't, I guess, on the track that we are at the moment, so he swings across this platform doing, I guess, the the Overwatch style that Crosshair is supposed to be doing. Yes. Hits his head. He's down on his uh down on his face on his stomach, and he's repeating to himself, "Good soldiers, good soldiers, good soldiers," and then. You hear Crosshair's voice come in. Good soldiers follow orders. Fuck, that was a bit of like Palpatine then. Um, but yeah, I didn't even think it sounded like. I didn't even hear Crosshair's voice. It's Crosshair. Go back. It is because we, for some, my wife's uh, English is her second language. So everything we watch is on subtitles, and it says Crosshair. Good soldiers follow orders. So interesting, does. interesting. But I mean, it's not. I don't think it's Crosshair. Radioing in is just, I think it's just part of it's the effect of the show. And yeah. it's interesting because what it's saying is that the inhibitor chip is playing around with, with Wrecker, but does that mean that he's going to perform Order 66 at some stage? Yeah, Which I, I think we're going to see a, a torn, because look, he shakes it off. Yeah, cool. But has he damaged himself enough to where in these next few episodes, we're going to see him possibly turn on the rest Against who, though? Against Clone Force 99, Hunter against everyone. Order 66 is against the Jedi. So does that indicate we're going to see a Jedi in the next episode? Mm. Oh, actually, oh, oh, what have I done? Okay, so you've just changed my mind. I, I, I just Star Wars tripped you up. This, you just, this is what yeah. last week was lacking. I just That's right. opened, yeah. opened the force. My third Star Wars eye has been opened. No, all right. Yeah. So I think one of the things that we're going to talk about a little bit later on was the last scene. Or do you want to talk about that and then come back to this? Look, I mean, look, let's just well, let's just go through the episode quickly. All right. The droids got activated. They get, they get away and then... You know, the, the Bad Batch find out what the Martell sisters are doing. That You know, the Martell you're working for this and you don't even know who you're working for. And they're saying, we, we're just doing a job. We don't ask questions. And, and you can, they're clearly working for the early stages of the rebellion. Mm. And, and this is where I think the next Jedi is coming. And the droid that they're working with is R7. R7. Mm. Whose droid is that? And that droid is Ahsoka's. Oh. Yes. So, so you're telling me it's not Jar Jar Binks? It's no, not I Darth not. Jar Jar. Damn it. Motherfucker. And it's not Mace Windu coming back to fight Boa for there. So uh, we'll just get those out of the way. And so, you know, the episode ends and, uh, you know, I do like how childlike Omega is, like, you know, Waving goodbye. <laughs> oh, she come visit and like she's got you know such an innocent childlike about her, but also I don't know. It's it, it does sort of keep you invested in the character, and she's so innocently wonderful. And I don't know. She doesn't have that same baby Yoda style. 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't understand. I remember had I don't know how to describe the, the warmth for Baby Yoda that unified the world. I mean, I think Baby Yoda was like the biggest meme in the world. Like, you know, in every country that didn't have because Disney Plus. Remember when Disney Plus came out? It was only in the US and then Australia and some countries like London didn't get it for five months and Hong Kong still don't have it. And I don't know. It's, it's just. Um, took over the world. The Baby Yoda memes were just next level. Mm. But Omega's not quite there yet. And I, I don't think she'll ever get there, but she definitely has a, a warm place in a lot of people's hearts. Mm. It was pretty sweet seeing her starting to use that bow. Mm. Um, and she was super proud of herself. <laughs> and I, I just want to go back to the possibly the best line in Bad Batch history to date. Oh, here we go. And that's when... Um, the, one of the Martez sisters says, oh, we need a diversion. And then the other one says, we need a diversion. And then she goes, is there an echo in here? And he rocks up and goes, yes, I'm echo. <laughs> and I'm just like, that is gold. That was the best line. That was the best, funniest. That's like, that's the kind of humor that Ryan Johnson needed. If he, if he, if he stuck to that sort of clever wit, instead yeah. of mum joke, like, that was so good. That was just Funny as fuck. I love that bit. Funny as fuck. <laughs> that was my favourite moment of the episode, I think. Um, and then the big sort of finale and, you know, Hunter gives away the information rod from the droid, from the big uh, battle droid, and gives it to them. And I've, I've watched it again tonight and they – because, I mean – how can it be Ahsoka or who, who well, let's go into theory mode after this, but you don't really see what it is. Is it a leather cape? Is it a, mm-hmm. is it some sort of shawl? Is it a Jedi robe? But it says patch him through. Oh, uh, do I know where you're going through? Keep going. Keep going. And so they talk, and anyway, they say, look, um, we've got the information and just, we just thought you'd know they were, they were, you know, Defective clones. They're gone rogue. And then rogue clones. Just thought you'd want to know. And I know where to find them. So what do you think, guys? What do you, where, where, where's the show going? Well, I think this is interesting where, and I can't take full credit for this, but I, when I went back and watched the episode, there's some, there's a specific ambient musical tone playing during this scene. Do you remember oh, really? what? Do you remember what it Oh, you haven't heard this yet? No. Well, it's actually similar to Maul. Oh, God. No, no. Yeah, if you go back and listen to it, it it's got I'm that sort of vibe of the Maul vibe to it. It's got a Maul no, vibe. My Jar Jar Binks is way better than that. I prefer, yeah, look, if I'm going <laughs> to pick anything, it's Darth Jar Jar, but... Um, you know, it could be. I don't think it's solid. It's just that's really the only thing that it had going for it with, with that. But if they're talking to Maul, does that mean that they're lying about they're, the fact that they're helping the rebellion? Yeah, so this is the thing, yeah. right? The the person they were talking to, it, were they scared of this person? It, it, they weren't talking to him as if they were friendly with whoever they were speaking to. It wasn't like a – oh, not really. It was – there wasn't the tone of oh look was it? we're working with the we've got the data with the from the rebellion we know where these rogue clones are we know where to find them 
It was more like it's not a jovial time. The empire has taken over the yeah. galaxy. Mm. So, like, hey, guess what? We got the road. Yeah, mm. like, um, yeah. I don't know about that. Cow, what but, do you um, think? Yeah, I hope it's a Jedi of some description. Um, some description. Oh, who give knows? Us, give us two Jedi that it could be. More than Jar Jar. No, so the it could be Ahsoka. Is that what we're saying? Is that that's out there? Uh, I've, I've got an actual one, but Cal, you go. No, I've really only to be for serious ones. I don't actually bar Ahsoka. Um, and, and, you know, if where, where, where's this timeline against it? Just after Revenge of the Revenge Sith. Of the Sith yeah. So, yeah, I don't really, it, it, there's, there's opportunity for it to be someone in the rebellion that isn't force sensitive. That's probably more uh, highly likely. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. It'll be someone, but, it'll be one but, of the, it'll be but, one of but, the, but, but. Bale, Bale Organa. Could it be Bale? I think so too. Yeah, someone that wears a big bit of leather. Yep. So I think, think about it, right? You got someone who would be looking for this sort of information, building the rebellion. It's massive. Like, no, no, I think it's definitely a possibility that it's space Jimmy Smiths because, mm -hmm. um, you know, the Martes is a link to Ahsoka. They have, they have their, you know, they had connections there. Ahsoka and Bale have a connection as well from Rebels. Yep. Um, I think it's definitely a possibility. Like, but would you leave an episode cliffhanger on Bale Organa? I don't know. It doesn't seem, uh, he's, he's, do he's not cliffhanger worthy. Do you feel like mm -hmm. Ahsoka at this point, though, is, I, I can't say like it's beating a dead horse, but. It would just be too predictable. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that's what they would want us to think. Um, I don't know about that. I think Ahsoka's been in every medium, but she's she's not just there for the hell of it. She's got yeah, a purpose. Yeah, she has a so purpose. Yeah. I think it's very possible we'll see her. Like, you know, where is she? What is she doing? I mean, you know, she finished off the, the last – Clone Wars. She was in the finale, you know. She's got a, a role. If Rex is going to be in this show, yeah, it's very possible. With, yeah, Ahsoka might be there. Who knows? Like, I do like where it's leading. It's just, yeah, I, I, I think there's something. I think we're about to, like as I've said it before, be kicked in the Star Wars balls pretty soon with uh, something big because. Mm. You know, I mean, there's 16 episodes. So, what are we? One third of the way through. Yeah. It's 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 not far off. And I I think you know the big one when we see Captain Rex, that'll be a really good episode. And I think something big's coming soon. It has to. Would you count our strike rate matters one less of a hundred percent now? We, you, you made mean? a comment. You made a comment when we were watching this of right before we started. You, you pat me on the back and said, "We've never not watched a big, big episode of any Star Wars together." Oh, yes, yes, that was definitely the most dour episode of the, <laughs> the ones we've watched. I mean, well, it's hard. I mean, it was an un, it was an unfair comparison, but uh, no, it was definitely. Uh, I mean, it's been a lukewarm three episodes since the uh, since the opening week, but it's definitely leading somewhere. And I, I we'll go into the rankings there because I mean. 
it's definitely opening up stuff and it's also paying homage to certain things as well. So mm. it's doing its job, but it's not it's like super I'm fast paced. I'm not. I'm not refreshing at eleven at at, at four fifty nine. Going yes, it's in. Let's go. Like I'm. Yeah. I, if, it, it, if if I miss the first half an hour of of people's live tweets, I'm I'm not really losing any sleep on that either. Yeah. Mm. So let's go to the rankings for today. Like, uh, Callan, tell me, story development out of five. Um, I'm going to give this one a three. I think this was a little bit better than last week. Um, I think there was a few more lines and with the, the sisters coming in, I thought it was good. Um, character development, I'm going to go a three as well. Mm-hmm. Sort of, I thought it was pretty, it was pretty decent. It wasn't crazy. Um, and this next one, Star Wars vibe. Feels. Feel, yeah, I felt I, I'd, I'll go four. I will enjoyed it. Um, bunch of good detail throughout. Yep. And yeah. And what about your overall out of 10? Overall out of 10. Ooh, overall, it's out of 10. I'm going to give it a six. Mm. A six? How can that make sense? You got a three out of five, a three out of five, and a four. That's sorry, Matt. I get to choose my rankings. That's fine. That's all right, mate. Six out of ten. Host, and you're doing his scores as well. Come on, Matt. Statistician as well, Dylan. Yeah, I'll keep mine quick. Three, three and a half for story. Four out of five for character development. I think the wrecker, the sisters coming in, a bit of Omega, and I guess the overall squads developed a lot. Um, three and a half out of five for Star Wars feels. I think, yeah, like we said, there's a lot of throwbacks, which is good. Uh, and a seven out of ten for my overall. Okay. Okay. So I thought storyline was a four. Like, yeah, I like I like that we uh, we went to Corellia and the story is progressing. So, Old Mantel, Corellia, next next journey. So no monster of the week this week, actually. Probably, there was no monster of the week this week, so that's actually probably another point I should have added. No, that was a good. And that was, but we, we, we sort of did you get a, a Toy thing. Story vibe with the lava and the when she was almost uh, incinerated <laughs> yeah. by the the smelting thing. I got a very Toy Story three vibe there. So, uh, but in terms of character development, I thought it was really good as well. Like. Um, you know, I like the sisters were back. They have a pur- purpose and a place in this storyline. They connect the last season of Clone Wars really well. And, you know, they have a connection to Ahsoka. They're working for the rebels, as they claim. I mean, they might have just been saying that to get the data. Who knows? Like, um, we'll find out. And, yeah, things are happening. And I actually like the. I, I'm going to give it four out of five. And even four out of five for everything because mm-hmm. the Star Wars feels were there. There was, you know, mm. Corellia. We had battle droids. We had uh, um, just so many different things. We had prequels. We had um, Clone Wars. No, no, I, I thought it was a good episode. There was no uh, weird alien, although you did mention an Ithorian before, Cal. You want to? Uh, yeah, just, that was uh, cool. Keep, that was this point. You can't How did you find out about oh, oh, finish, finish your sco- scores first. 
All right. Um, four, four, four and four. So I'm going to give it eight out of ten cool. because that's how numbers work. Yep. <laughs> the cow does it differently. Um, no, no, I, I thought it was good. I was, I, I'm not, I wasn't blown away. I mean, it's not. There's gonna be a, there's gonna be a ten out of ten episode eventually. Yeah. Mm. yeah. There'll be one that we go. How good was that Bad Batch season? Season episode six, hopefully. Forty seven <laughs> minute episode that came out of nowhere. Seven. Episode seven. But where Boba Fett faced off with Mace Windu. <laughs> And there's <laughs> nine goatles in a row or something we like that. saw nine um, goatles, a Darth Jar Jar, Maul came and back. And six probe droids. <laughs> yeah. Cow. Now, the Athorian's um, just an old character out of – it's just old-school Star Wars. It's it in is. a lot of games and, um, yeah, it was just cool Man, seeing them. You're big on the games. I mean, I remember when uh, season two, episode one of Mando, when the – Pearl came out of the Cray Dragon. You were the only one who picked it at the time. Tough. So uh, there was a game called Star Wars Galaxies, which was uh, a very good game, and it was um, they ended up ruining it. But it was um, played that, but you haven't played Shadows of the Empire. So uh, you know, I spent a lot of hours as a kid. Very inconsistent. Very inconsistent. (laughs) (laughs) But so yeah, eight out eight out of ten for me. I'm. Lukewarm but positive. That's good. We're on the way Yeah, I've still got a lot of hope for the series. It's not like I'm not enjoying it, but yeah, like you said, Matt, lukewarm, slow burn, picking up. Hopefully next week we get a banger and that sort of ties us through for the next couple of weeks. Or we might just get the the next seven, eight episodes are just unreal. Who knows? Exactly. They might gain some momentum and really get things going because I mean there's 16 episodes there's like 11, 11 to go um, it's going to be interesting it's a big week ahead like we've got Loki coming we're out on Wednesday which will be uh, more me and Dylan's warehouse wheelhouse yeah. sorry State of Origin Wednesdays too so uh, well that's going to be a big day Origin big, and big, big, Loki oh and I might, I might try and squeeze that in before Origin and, and then hopefully a big big episode of the Bad Batch so Deal. I think you and I said we might do a little Loki podcast, just you yep. and I with our brand new mics. Mm-hmm. Cal, you might want to sit that one out, and I don't think you have a problem with it. Which, yeah, probably not. <laughs> our Loki pod. Uh, we're just going to do a one Loki analysis, depending on how good it is. But yeah. I, I think they, that, that one's really going to be one that hit for six, so uh, mm-hmm. might just share a few words on that. But other than that, looking forward to catching up with you guys next week, and uh, we'll take it from there. Mm-hmm. Cal, where, where can we find you, my friend? <laughs> uh, I am on Twitter at Callan.garden. You can get me through the pod um, and also on uh, Instagram as guards, G-A, I'll just forgot to spell my name, G-A-R-D-S-S. It's getting late. His energy's gone. Yes, yes, that's... That's me. He's crashing. He's as Eminem sugar crash. He's uh, <laughs> pretty much. And I was trying to say, is Callan underscore Gardener at on Twitter? Oh, there you just go. Him, Maybe just want to do the pod page. Yeah. <laughs> give us your social social pipes, as Callan put it last week. Uh, you you get me through the pod uh, on uh, Dylan Shikalis, um Twitter. Uh, that's my Twitter. Then. 
Instagram is 98shack, S-H-A-C. And uh, Matt, host extraordinaire, uh, Return of the King. Return of the King indeed. T-M-A-B-Y podcast. And I just want to go, just want to bring to light that after your aggressive Twitter moniker that I now have, we must pay homage as well to the Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill viral moment that we had. Oh, yeah. And we are officially Luke Skywalker's favorite podcast, so which you may find at 3MABY Podcast on Instagram, TMABY Podcast on Twitter, and Matt underscore Mole for me. But it's been a pleasure, guys. It's, uh, it's been a quiet week, but it's always a pleasure to see you, and uh, may the force be with you. May, may the force, the force be, with be, with be with all of us. Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. We really appreciate you tuning in. Please leave us a review as it really helps the podcast. In the next couple of weeks and months, we'll be looking to get some big guests, Arash from the Sith List, Rex and Around, Claire Stribling, and many, many more. So we will look to keep putting out the content and reviewing the Bad Batch as hopefully things get pretty exciting, something big is around the corner. We're also looking to do a competition as we move towards our thousandth listener. So keep listening and we'll uh, have some competition details for you shortly. Have a great week, guys.